this week on Ace on the House. What happened to spitting? I don't feel like there's as much of that in movies. There used to be there used to be that part where the guy does the creepy drag with a hand on the back of the cheek, and he said, you know, we're going to learn to be friends. And yeah. she, she's like, never. You know what I mean? They learn. Yeah, I would be like, I, you know, I don't want to get too graphic, but I will instruct my daughter, if some super scary drug kingpin ever abducts you, yeah. go and pretend like you want to suck his cock until you can, you know. And then just spit in his face. No, don't spit in his face. That's Bite my, his cock off? No, no, I'm saying buy yourself a little freedom. Don't spit in his face, you know what I mean? Get That's going to piss him off. First. Yeah, make yeah. him think you're cool. He'll give you a little room around the compound. Check out an all-new episode of Ace on the House this Saturday or visit aceonthehouse.com only on the Ace Broadcasting Network. You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network. Okay, welcome podcasters to the musical part of the show, the opening and closing and this continuation of a little jazz series that we've been doing. And we're going to come to a person today. We've done some of his things before. Um, George Gershwin and Ira Gershwin, who was the lyricist. Um, this is really a pinnacle of where um, European harmony met jazz at its inf- infancy and really enriched it with very wonderful chordal kind of harmonies. Okay, anyway, here we go. Welcome to Life Lessons with Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer. Welcome, podcasters. Here we go for our 
continuation of our series. Um, and what I'll do, as I usually do, I want to do a little, uh, always, I always will do a short um, a review, show the main topics that we were working on, and, um, and then introduce the, what we'll be talking about for today. So, or remember, we're on the climb. We're I thought on, we're on. We're in the forest on the climb, right? Yeah, we're, we're on the. We're going up the mountain, or we're calling the consciousness. Um, and all biblical, a lot of biblical ways and different traditions have the idea that the work is really uh, a climb, climb up to a different level, different attitude. Well, you guys, speaking of the climb, uh, we, you know, we just uh, recently started accepting donations on PayPal, and uh, one gentleman sent in a PayPal donation, and he sent in a little note that I thought you guys might like to hear. This is from Sean Ville. By, by the way, beautiful segue. Thank okay. you. You know what? I'm a, ra- I'm a radio pro. Yeah. And, uh, wow. You know, it, listen, if you don't jump in at the beginning, then Jim gets going, and there, there's nowhere to, to segue. So. Uh, hold on, Jim. You exhaled. Oh, well, listen, that's the only chance you get. Come on. All right. I'm trying to give you guys a, a nice note from, a, from, from Mr. Sean Ville. Uh, Jim is that Ray- where he comes from, or is that his name? That is his name. Uh, Sean, Ray, and Gary made my donation today, and uh, will donate as often as I can. Why is the Life Lessons podcast so important to me? If it were not for Ace making the point on several occasions that society should embrace mental health, and at the very least, the process that is so valuable, I would probably not be on the positive path that I am now. Life Lessons is part of my therapy, and I listen to the podcast often several times a week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep up the good work, Sean. Wow. Very nice. How much? What did that? What was the um, donation? A dollar? <laughs> awesome! Hey, Sean, that's awesome. And you know what? I don't want to single Sean out and uh, no, no, and that's little, great. Do little our uh, our others. We have had more than you know. We've had a handful of people donate, and uh, you know it's it's really important, guys. We we are very grateful. I've been trying to personally email everyone and thank them, but uh, but keep it up because it's very important to Adam, and uh, it's very important. Listen, to, here's uh, one. It's important. To, it's important for us to just keep the lights exactly. on. Exactly. And then the other than that, uh, you know, Jim's been doing this for. Going on two and a half years, he's never accepted a dime for it. He does it on, you know, for for his own reasons, and I do it with him because I was asked to, and I enjoy it, and I also get nothing for it. So the point is, is that you know, Gary, you're getting paid, so no, you can't. You gotta be hey, quiet for a second. Listen, no one's <laughs> no one's getting rich over here, but we want to keep bringing this to you guys, and it seems like there's a lot of you guys out here who like it and who uh, who want to hear it continue. So. Just uh, just drop by our uh, website at acejimcarolla.com and click on the PayPal donate button and uh, show us a little love to keep the pirate ship afloat, as the Ace Man would say. Is it PayPal or pay now? Well, it's PayPal, but I like the way you said it. Pay now. <laughs> pay, right. that, that might be a new one. That might be that their might rival. Be yeah. All right, Jim. Sorry for that very uh, radio-centric break-in, That's but okay. uh, back to the show. <clears throat> okay. So glad to hear. Uh, Seanville. From Sean. Um, I'm, I'm glad it mean, I'm glad this show means something to you and to all people that, uh, uh, that listen, that do feel that way. Hey, do you ever listen to it? Yeah, I have, but I haven't listened to it lately. Um. Me too, by the way. Okay. Um, so we're using this base camp idea that we meet at the base camp and we slowly begin to move up 
And as we get, as we move up, the terrain gets a little more difficult. And um, today, uh, uh, as the review, we left off last time when we were kind of right close to the forest of the beasts of the, uh, or the wild children that, um, that are on the peripheral of our hearts. Kind of a, well, everything that we, when we swallowed and went inside and contracted um, and our hearts didn't fully get extended to the world, well, the remnants of that is still circling around. And that's what we're calling the, um, the beast at the edge of the heart and the forest of the heart. Um, also, um, of the different levels of possibilities of development, there's, there's an interesting uh, st story around uh, in psychology about what's called the wild children. There have been three or four children that, um, uh, two for sure, that grew up in an animal world, somehow ended up... Um, and one, one, I'll tell you a little bit just about one, the wild children, the wild child of France. 1799, a small, small village um, in a mountain region of the, of the of, uh, France, French Republic, um, people began to see what they called a little savage. And he was uh, getting into the trash cans and so forth, and then others, and they got together. And they said, yeah, we see him too. We see him once in a while. I think he's a human, but we don't know. Um, anyway, they went out and they found him. They took him back and he, they, um, he didn't want to come. Um, he was a, a, like raised by wolves or something, like a feral kid. Yeah, like a feral kid, right. And they're not How sure. old was he? When they found him, this was 18, uh, 1799 is when they found him and actually brought him, brought him to the center of the, the little town. And I'm they, saying, was he a teenager or a child oh, like when was, they uh, got him? Yeah. When they caught him? Yeah, I'm not when sure. When they captured his, him. <laughs> I'm not sure of his, his age, but um, yeah, I was, I, was, I was like a young boy, maybe 10 or 12. I'm, I'm just guessing at that. Anyway, um, so this is one of the first in captivity, captivities in... in, in um, human world, and they gave him over to like, what would be like a psychologist to see if they can study him, but he ran away. And three or four times, back and forth, he ran away. And they finally got him and got him um, that he could stay with this college, uh, with this um, psychologist, and it was called um, um, uh, the Death and Mute Clinic. So they don't have any place to put him, and this guy wanted to study him. So that's where he, he was he was at this deaf mute clinic. But he was wild as here and um he looked wild when you when you what, was he capable of any speech? No, no speech and uh even difficulties of uh standing up erect. Um he was able to run fast and even be on his hands and knees. Um now the point was what could they do? With that could have been like France's only Olympic gold, if they would have put him in. Uh -huh. <laughs> Run that way, catch the rabbit. <laughs> All right. 
Um, They're not too good at sports. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, there are cases like that. Anyway, he didn't go very far, and they couldn't get him to speak. And, um, and I was beginning to see that when you pass certain levels of development, um, the biochemical part of our being, the brain system, is never able to recapture them again in the way they were originally formed. Um, he gave up with this kid, and he, and he lived with his mother, this child, the wild child, we'll call it, lived with his mother, and he, he didn't live long. He died, um, I think about 10 years later, um, he died. And then there was another one in Los Angeles, Jeannie. Um, uh, well, Jeannie was not from any animal uh, uh, environment, but she was with parents that uh, locked her in the room and ever since she was a child. And when finally the police got involved, I think she was a teenager. She couldn't speak either. And um, um, had difficulties walking and speaking. And they studied her for a while. Uh, the grant ran out and they didn't have any money. Um, and she was put into the foster care program. Um, and she died. Um, and then there's one in Uganda, a boy living with monkeys. Uh, uh, this was done in Africa. I don't think the Western world got a hold of him. Anyway, the point I'm going to make is that these wild children... Oh, there was one in Germany that was very famous. No. Germany, really? Uh, not a wild child, but a parent who built a kind of bunker in his, down deep in his house and uh, took one of his children. And um, she grew up in that, uh, in that bunker away from the family. And he would go down and school her and, um, and even uh, fathered a couple of children by her. Oh. Yeah, um, until something happened. With, it was later. She had two children, and she could not get out. I don't know what the, the mother, I think, was there, but did not know it, supposedly. And they finally uh, found her. And, uh, I mean, she was like, she was intact. And so the children were being schooled by the father. But it was another example of a child living um, years, many years, in a confined situation. She wasn't retarded. Um, she was, uh, I think, I think he was mentally ill, but I'm not sure. So what I'm saying is that these, these people that have been, these children that either have grown up in family, um, uh, uh, abused family situations, not exposed to the world, or have children that have actually grown up with in, um, in, in animal environments. That's very hard that once developmental phases have passed to make up for what those phases would have uh, enjoined uh, at that time. And I don't want to spend any time with that, but I just want to tell you that development can be quite extreme from the wild children up to... Um, Levels of uh, of genius. Um, Wait, so not many, not many. Let's say wild children have um, have um, went on to become road scholars. That's not a that's uh, not a bridge. 
Right. I mean, are there any, I'm saying, because every example you gave is, wow, you know, that ship sailed developmentally, they're, they're not going to get it, they're never going to get it, and it seems like most of them die when, you know, early, when brought to society or civilization, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But is there any examples of, you know, someone becoming successful? No, not that I'm aware of. Not at that level, anyway. Good news, people. <laughs> I was just thinking about myself. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> hmm. um, okay, so uh, we'll, t- we'll talk about levels of development. Anyway, Is that why it's so hard to learn a second language later on? Because, you know, I'm doing a job right now in Hancock Park, and the children are three and four or two and three and they have a um um central american nanny and both children are absolutely bilingual Hmm. and it's pretty impressive yeah yeah they're exposed to both languages yeah those children usually speak very well fluently in both languages yeah um so now, let's see. So now we want to move on. Today I want to try to uh, speak about um, um, St. Paul. We've never said... Uh, I've mostly spoke, been speaking about the, uh, the Buddha tradition and the Zen tradition. I haven't talk, spoken anything about um, Christian tradition. Um, or Jewish tradition, or Muslim. Um, so I'm saying this is an integral work we're doing in the sense that I'm, uh, I'm attempting to bring, all, bring um, Western traditions and Western psychology and try to get something from each where they all kind of um, meet at, at certain levels or not, uh, certain levels. <clears throat> and that's why we're talking about the false and true self of psychology. We're talking about the pain body of uh, of uh, Toll. Uh, I can't think of his first name. Um, and um, and now the flesh body of um, Saint Paul. I want to say something about Saint Paul that um, um, you know he know he was an apostle. It was a Jew, then became an apostle of Jesus. But he was quite extraordinary. He was like a master psychologist. Quite an extraordinary man. Um, and he spoke about, in his writings, about the flesh being and the spirit being. And the flesh, not meaning just the body, but kind of a, a way of development, which I'll get into in a moment, and the spirit, also not talking about the Holy Spirit, um, but uh, and I'll describe spirit as well. Um, so, with every degree of problem and development, uh, the true center has been damaged. So that's the first part. What's the true center of us has been damaged, fragmented, and mechanical. And the replacement parts become the foundation of um, the false self. Now, as we lost the true center in the development, 
through either abuse or miscarriages or different kinds of deficits, and we lost a major center in us. Mm. Now we are decentered human. We have a decentered human existence. Um, lost the loss of the true center, having lost the true center, and um, and uh, and the search for a new identity. Now, this most of this happens very early in development, but we're going to talk about this decenteredness as being the false self. One of the consequences um, is a uh, is oriented ourself from a distance from other. What we begin to do in this new kind of um, different center, off-center, decentered, false-center, beginning false self, as we begin to orientate ourselves at at, from a distance from other people. This posture reduces um, others to objects. Now, as we begin to lose something where we're at a distance, and we begin to um, reduce others as objects to be manipulated uh, for our purposes. That's one characteristic of it. Um, when we meet resistance to our manipulation, using others as objects, the frustration, um, the anger, leads to uh, a different level of violence. In other words, violence begins to come in now. We're using people, we're manipulating, um, and we're keeping them at a distance. One of the dis distinct, distinctive characteristics of the false self uh, is, is fear. Fear, um, in other words, the, the losing of the center, there was a fear, it came out of a fear. So one of the roots is fear. One of the main roots is fear. And from that grows exaggeration, seduction, uh, disguising the true nature of ourselves. The results of the false self-fear is a protective quality. We're protecting. It, uh, it creates a complex uh, matrix of... Um, perspectives and attitudes, well, but protection and being a, a very important part of it. It's trying to protect itself um, now that it has uh, lost the moorings of its center. Habits, uh, habits of head and heart, patterns of behavior, structures of relationships, modes of relating and reacting to others, all these now are characteristics of a self that has now gone astray. So you, you'll lead your whole, whole life, uh, essentially, if you don't wake up as off-center or false self. Yeah. I mean, most do. Yeah, different degrees of it, different degrees of it. Some people are really law really are damaged at the level of orientation. Um, they're um, kind of winging it now. And they're getting um, um, they're creating a matrix of, uh, of uh, 
prospects and attitudes and very difficult in relationship, modes of relating. Everything is related to this protective quality uh, and lostness. And then there's a, there's a self-destruction both to the self and to others. In other words, it's, it's, um, it's roaming around, looking, searching, trying to get comfortable, yet carrying distorted parts of itself. Uh, so it tends to be both destructive to itself and to others. It's also indulgent. It's an indulgent self. It's trying to get as much as it can. Um, it needs to uh, characterize in a way, um, it needs control. Control's an important part of it. Um, it's trying to hold itself kind of above water. So all of us to some degree have gone down some road to something that's not our true center. I thought, I thought you were just describing me. <laughs> yeah, describing. Uh, by the way, Jim, you can also read about all this or look into it a lot on um, one of our sponsors, Amazon. Ah. Hey, you guys, this is Ray with Life Lessons with Jim Carolla. And this is a plea because business is business and our business isn't doing so well. So please help us out. You got that? And I'm not kidding. Help us out. So go to Life Lessons website and click through the Amazon banner and help us. Come on. Now that's a plea and it's a good one. Do so. Thanks. Have you ever wanted to send anybody a personalized gift like a mug with your face on it? Something along those lines or initialed? With their initials, maybe? You know what you got to do? Check out personalcreations.com. They're the experts in personalizing and have tons of great gift ideas for friends and family of all ages. They have tons of incredible products for home decor, keepsakes, jewelry, apparel. Everything can be personalized. Everything and anything. You can put your mug, their mug, whoever's mug you want on it. Plus, personalcreations.com is giving our listeners 20% off the entire order. Hurry, this amazing offer won't last too long, so get on it. Plus, personalcreations.com is giving 20% off to our listeners. And we're grateful, and you should be too. So hurry up, this is an amazing offer, and it's not going to last long. Here's how you get 20% off your entire order. Go to personalcreations.com. That's personalcreations.com. Click on the star and type in lesson. Don't wait. Order now, man. Help us out. Thanks. So what I've been describing, I've been describing more in psychological terms, but that's what, um, that's what I think um, Paul meant by the flesh self. It's the false self. Uh, that's locked in all the different ways. Uh, Can you give a line of like what Paul said? Like what's a quote from Paul? And I don't have a quote from Paul, but I, I can bring that in. I don't have it here today. Um, but Paul, like in the Bible, Paul, yeah? Paul, St. Paul. St. Paul. He's a di disciple in Christianity. Okay. Right. Uh, mostly Romans 7 and 8 is where uh, some of this material is coming from. So this flesh then, I've said it more in psychological terms that I think Paul means, 
It's the small self. It's the alienated. It's alienated from something bigger in us. It's lost its center. It's full of contradictions. It poses. It opposes itself. Um, confusion. Contradictions. Projected always outward to others. And it has a, propen a propensity to see only its limited self. Uh, constantly um, justifying itself. Um, it's it's um, um, it's stuck in that area, and Paul saw that, you know, way back centuries before. He mentions that in ways, even though I'm saying it a little more psychologically now. Um, that's the flesh self, a self that's. Um, off its center, trying hard to um, survive in what it does have, but it's away from its real moorings. Um, let me look what we're doing here. So it's interesting that St. Paul, I think, called the false self many years ago that psychology named and called today. He, he kind of seen it. He seen that a long time ago. Um, uh, okay, I'm just looking at what I have written here. Um, now, maybe, how am I doing on time? Oh, 25 hours. Uh, I wish I had something I thought, but I lost <laughs> something I don't see here. What about there, Jim, on your left? Look at your left right yeah. there. No? Yeah, let's see. Okay. Anyway, um, so I think you have the general idea. Um, and part of those beasts in the forest are parts of ourselves that have been split off. We have, um, that have been r running amok at our unconscious and have split off into rogue eyes. And um, that's why there's so many different parts of us because, because of that. Um, now, Looking, time went by very quickly. I, and I walk, I'm going to get back to St. Paul uh, and uh, explain more about him as we go along. But let me give you a general idea, a little bit of the spirit. So that's the flesh part of our nature. It doesn't mean sexual. It doesn't I mean it could be, there could be distorted sexual things in it. Um, well, what you described there pretty much could touch anything, anywhere. I mean, as far as flesh being. I mean, I mean, half of these things you said that have wound up in somebody's sex life, one way or another, right? Yeah, but but that's not it's not the main thing. It's not to make people feel guilty about their body. That's why I'm mentioning that. No, um, that's not there either. But it could be found in in sexuality too. It could be found in all the centers of our being, and sexuality being one of them. But before we go off just have a few minutes. I just want to say a little something about the, f the spirit side. So that was Paul's flesh side, and I spoke about it more psychologically, psychological characteristics, but I'll, be, I'll come back to that. Um, now, this spirit is not the Holy Spirit. It's not the third person in the Blessed Trinity, because when Paul lived, theologically, there was no third spirit yet. There was no 
Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So I'm not talking about that idea of spirit. Um, it, it is the whole self connected to something higher. In other words, it's something now that, uh, that um, it's finding a self in us that's more authentic. But also, this authentic part is connected to a higher consciousness or God, whatever name you want to call it, enlightenment. But it's a whole self. It is the self we were born with. It's actually inside us. We're an inheritance of it, called many things, soul. Um, it's a union with the highest part of ourselves. It's not the false self, even though eventually I'll speak of how they, they, they come together. Um, uh, we can't generate it. We can't just do good things, sort of. Uh, that's why laws and, um, and just um, uh, codes and laws that, and the Judaism and, and I can't think of what's called uh, the holy, the commandments. It's not just following the commandments. It's something that we have inside us already that needs to uh, come out. It's called, I'm calling that union with the highest parts of ourselves. We must receive it, but we have to get something out of the way, and that's kind of the false self. Uh, I mean, we need to work with the false self. But we, we, it's inside us. We receive it. Um, it then begins to come to be part of our life. When one receives the gift of the Spirit, he feels whole. Now, let me, maybe, I, maybe I can give you a, an idea about it. As I say, an example, a metaphor. The astronauts discovered this. Funny thing I'm going to put to that. But um, the astronauts, when once they got beyond the velocity barrier, and they were able to move up in a rocket and got up to a much high area, um, altitude, they were able to look back and see the Earth and see the light. Um, and they were really awestruck about, about uh, what they saw. They really... It touched them so deeply um, that they they were like um, uh, they felt like a warmth in their heart. If, if I remember reading about it, they felt uh, 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 patient with each other. Um, they felt close to one another. They all felt this. This was something beyond anything they've ever experienced. It was like an experience of moving the, moving above the, um, the, uh, the ego personality, and now moving into a light. They moved into a, a light. The light was so magnificent. They saw like universal light, sort of, and it just they bathed in it, and then. Um, they couldn't ex explain it in words, what it was. It was beyond words. Now, that's how the higher level is. It's beyond words. It's a light. That's more of what the spirit is. Um, so I just want to use that as an example. And when they came back down, people saw it in them. They were quite different. Um, 
and they went back to their normal life again, um, and they wrote about it, and um, some of them became quite spiritual people, uh, some of the astronauts. They were touched by a higher light that a lower light, according to flesh world, um, would, be, would be difficult to give it a, to give it a name. So maybe I just uh, that's that's kind of like why the flesh world is also in the forest, right? Because you can't be exposed to the light in the forest. There would be a way to say it, um, yeah. Um, and and they're they're looking for their identity, their way of coming. Remember yeah, me? they're looking for what their agenda is, and I, I would just uh, when I had I had a vision when you were speaking of the astronauts to gaze at earth and it's the cylinder and the the light of it would just you know melt you i mean that's like at one width yeah right and then and uh, incidentally the the flesh self could be taken into the spirit self uh it could work with it eventually uh when when its characteristics really begin to decrease that's where the union comes in the spirit and the flesh can come together. Not at the beginning. Um, the power of that light, the flesh self can melt into it. It's bigger. It's not The little self, um, it sees that it's so little in comparison to the great power of that light. Um, I'm sorry, folks. I kind of did a little fragmented stuff today. I was hoping to put this together better. Um, but I'm, I'm going to work on that to show you the, um, the connection between the pain body, which we've done a couple shows on, um, um, the false and the more authentic self, and uh, St. Paul's flesh self and spirit. I'm saying there's a relationship in all that group. I haven't really gotten it out today. Um, but next week, I think we're going to do two shows. Um, and maybe I'll have time to really sort it out and let you know the, the, the relationships of all this stuff. I'm sorry just to put it out, maybe not being that clear yet. It was pretty clear. Okay. I mean, I mean, you were caught up in the same what you were doing, and you felt maybe you felt that you were scattered, but it was... Um you know, it was concise. You could make something of it, that's for sure. Okay, so Ray's made something of it. Maybe some other you have. But I need to revisit it in these next... One, two, these two are shows. big, by the way. This is a very big idea. We never spoke of St. Paul before. Um, very extraordinary guy. A master psychologist. Well, did he change his name? Was his name Saul and then he changed it to Paul? Or was that a different guy? No, it's the same guy. Whew. Yeah, quite, quite a guy. Did um, you go to Catholic school or anything like no, that? No, 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 I didn't. I you, went to regular. You ran into that later, though? You went? Yeah. Uh, okay. Later, I, I learned about this stuff. But no, not when I went to school. Okay, so I'm looking at a time. In fact, we're a little over. So hang in, folks. This might not be too clear yet, but bear with me. All this stuff is related, and we're going to see, and we're going to see, try to make it more unified. So, podcasters. And thank you for the folks that Jim, have you got to trademark that name. Trademark the name. Podcasters. Am I the only one that uses it? Uh, other, others use it? Who? Dave Damashek. 
Oh, oh right. for fuck's sake. Speak of the flesh. The flesh meets the spirit in the podcast world. Okay. Anyway, um, so podcasters, thank you for listening in. Thank you for the people that have contributed in the pay. Is that called PayPal? PayPal, yeah. yeah. PayPal. Gotcha. PayPal, pay now. Pay now. Uh, and that'll help us of our expenses of staying on the air as we probe deeper into higher consciousness. Okay, see you next week. Bye. Good job, Jim. That was that was the show on Twitter at LLWJC or email us at Jim Carolla at AdamCarolla.com.
You're listening to the Ace Broadcasting Network.